Hello, yummy mummies. Welcome to Beyond the Bump, a podcast brought to you by Jade Caldwell and Sophie Pierce. This podcast is targeted at mums, mums to be, and women in general. And gents, feel free to have a listen too. It's a place to have real discussions and ask real questions, no matter how hard, with honest and authentic people. The aim is to have you feeling lighter, more supported, and more understood after every listen. Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go. Hello, darling. Hello. How are you? What are we talking about this week? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even, I can't even pretend to pretend. Not that I ever do pretend, but we were going to skip a week of recording because I've been doing another round of mental gymnastics. And then I thought I probably, it would be a good idea to open up about things when I'm feeling down and out rather than when I'm my normal self because, I don't know, I feel like when you're in the thick of it, well, it's obviously more vulnerable but, you know, it's just um, it's really scary to talk about when you feel really, really down. So I usually just go extremely quiet. So this episode, it probably won't make anyone feel lighter in any way and I definitely won't be listening to it ever. I'll listen to the draft back, don't worry. You can, you can <laughs> listen to the draft. But I wish I, like I was saying to you before, I wish I could come on here and speak about something like I've studied for years and, you know, like I feel really confident about and like I can give people, I don't know, some positive, some something positive to listen to, but it's just me and my vulnerability and I guess I hope from anything out of this episode that I'm more of a light for others while I'm struggling through my own darkness and expressing the way I'm feeling right now may relate to people who don't know if they're feeling down and out. Um, So, yeah, I just thought we'd just sit here and and share a little bit about how I've been feeling the past few weeks and what on earth is going on. And, look, I'm going to let you talk this episode, which is very rare for me. Um, I'm going to just try my absolute hardest to just, you know, (laughs) let you talk. Bite your tongue. But I need to say something now because you said this to me before. We were on the phone this morning when you said, I think I want to finally do an episode while I'm in the thick of it. And you made that same comment about I wish I – had studied something that I could have an expertise in or I wish I had some kind of certification that could be my thing but my thing is my mental illness and that's your mental illness talking because that's bullshit. Who cares if you've – I fucking studied medicine and, look, we're in the exact same job doing the exact same thing, earning the exact same money, literally – co-owning the same business like what do you mean you are so much more than your mental illness and even if you were your mental illness what you have already done for so many people through the fact that unfortunately sometimes you go through these really shit times is more than you can ever know so that in itself is your, you know, negative brain right now talking. And sure, this might not be our lightest episode, but I'm sure people will come away feeling like, 
oh, fuck, yeah, that's what I feel like. And sometimes it's not helpful to always speak of it from when you're out the other side because I'm sure when you're in it, sometimes you don't know when that other side is going to be. Well, it's just not something that you want. Like mental illness or any illness isn't something that you feel proud of. Like I don't ever feel – and I'm like I like – that I hear people say thank you for sharing and that means a lot to me but like when I don't know it's not it's not an achievement to have to suffer all the time (laughs) and normally you know like I wouldn't speak about how I'm feeling or while like while I'm on struggle street but my anxiety is usually so high that's why I don't talk about it because I'm usually too busy panicking about what is going on. But for some reason this time around, it's just hitting different. Like currently I feel like something or someone has died inside of me. Like Mm. I feel I can see that the sun is shining outside. I can see that my kids are laughing. I can see that Harry is being his usual normal self but I just have this heaviness in in my chest. My body feels like it's carrying so much extra weight and I can, I, I physically can feel and see that my face has dropped. Yeah. And also my eyes are really heavy and it takes a lot of effort to give a fake smile and I'm not a fake person. And, you know, having to even do that, like when the kids are doing something and I'm like, oh, that's so good. Like it's just such an extra effort to do. Yeah. I guess like the saddest part or one of about this situation is like the toolbox that I always talk about on the podcast and I always talk about to anyone that needs some help and support. It's nowhere to be found. Like I just can't remember what's in it and I I can't remember my last conversation and I can't remember if I even said it out loud or if it was just in my head. I just feel really irritable all the time. I'm really snappy. I'm I'm sad. I'm angry. Like I have so many emotions. I'm just constantly on this roller coaster. And I sleep a lot because I just don't want to have to think. It's so exhausting thinking. So I just would rather go to bed early and have a good sleep. And then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I have to do this day all over again. Yeah. (laughs) And I like a second guess everything and I overanalyze every thought and most of them are negative and most of them are like self-sabotaging and I can't stand the way I look. I can't look at myself in the mirror because I just, like, I... I look at the way my face is and I'm just like, I can't believe this is the person in that reflection right now. That's what I'm looking at. Do you mean that in a way because you look different or? I, I feel different. Yeah. And I, 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 my face is sad. Like it's actually, it's like I've had the opposite to Botox. I feel like I've been injected with a downside. Yeah. And... It just, it's, it's just not me. Like it is me because this has happened for a long time, but it's, it's also not me. And it's not the whole of you though. 
I know, but for someone that does so much fucking self-help, like why do I always end up back here? But as soon as you started feeling down, you said to me, I'm not going to get weighed down this time on Mm. how I got here. Because how you got here is that you have a chemical imbalance in your brain. Yeah. It's not because you didn't take enough cold shower. Like I'm not downplaying those things. I know they help you get through in a normal day today. But you didn't get here because you didn't take enough cold showers or, you know, you didn't Mm. take enough walks for yourself. They're the things that help you in your normal day and you're like beyond that point now. And I try to tell myself that. Like I actually say, you know, it's not in my control. This this moment here is out of my control. But then Harry and I were having a conversation the other night about it and he's like, there are so many things that are in your control, Jade, before you get to this point that we, I feel we could, you know, like I can't, right now we can't help what, what's going on now when you're in it. But you can start taking your pressure off yourself with the house, with the work, with the kids, with like the other day I just found myself hiring gardeners, electricians, who else did I have, an air tasker, all in one day I had to have all of these things done, like all of it had to be done because if it wasn't going to be done, something was, it was just not going to like happen, Mm. like life wasn't going to be okay and that's not a rational thought, none of those thoughts are rational but in my own head space I was like panicking like, this all needs to be done like I've had enough. I've reached a point and they're all the problems. They're all the problems that need to change. It's not really the garden. Like, you know, when do I ever really fucking care about the garden? <laughs> you care about the garden when you have to walk into the pod more than I do. Oi, don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when you try so hard and then you take your family through hell and back going off medication that you've been on for years and years and years, only to try another medication that has lasted three months, I feel pretty defeated. I really thought that this was going to be, I I, I tried not to bring my hopes up, but they were quite confident. I was feeling pretty good for a while. So I'm thinking this is, this is it, you know, like I, I reckon I'm onto this. Medication's helping. I'm doing the right things. I'm feeling pretty good. I know some warning signs when I'm feeling a bit flat that, you know, I've got to step back a bit. But it just sort of, for some reason, I can, and I don't know if anyone else who suffers from depression can see it, but I start to see that I'm falling really fast straight away. Like I just... I'm observe it's like I'm observing myself from a different position and I can actually see myself deteriorating. Yeah. And I do feel like this time happened fast. So fast that you thought it was your period. I thought it was my period. And there was a time last week that I actually found myself standing in the laundry and I was really quiet and Harry came over and he said, "Do you want to cuddle?" And I broke down and cried and I said, I just don't feel like myself again. And he said, I know, I can see that. And and it's just like it genuinely is out of my control. Like I just know that it's going to happen. And the next day I was like, no, the sun is shining. I'm feeling great. Like I feel happy. This is good. And then the next day, no, something happened again. And I just, 
started to go down like a a different slope and over the weekend something happened and I think I was having a panic attack and I was alone with the kids and I couldn't snap myself out of it and I just sat and watched the girls on the monkey bars playing and I I just had tears pouring down my face like it was the most if you look at that if you look at someone watching their kids play I was fucking miserable I may as well have been at a funeral that's how sad I was and they were laughing and playing and I felt really 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 scared and really really alone and then I got to a point where I just couldn't snap myself out of it and I think that anyone that has been depressed you are so fucking alone it doesn't matter how many people tell you you're not you are you just feel so alone yeah and when any of my girls are overwhelmed with emotion I take them through a breathing exercise breathing through the nose and out through the mouth and I that night had Billy holding me while she took me through those steps to make me feel better That's okay, though. Look what you've taught her. And she was helping me. (laughs) They were all crying. I was apologising while I was crying, saying, I'm so sorry that you have to see me like this. (laughs) But, like, at the same time, I'm not sorry because... I want them to know that it is okay not to be okay and it is okay to show your emotion to loved ones. Like I want them to know that. But I think as a mother you always have this sense of having that I'm okay because I want to show my children that, you know, they can come to me with anything. So when you break down in front of them you feel like, well, I feel like a fucking failure. You're ramming the fish tank. I've rammed the fish tank. I'm almost the fish that literally was upside down, which I said the other day. But you were upside down and ramming it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and think that about, is exactly it's so me. true. It's I get it. You wanna you wanna be the rock for your family, and normally you are the rock for your family. But what you were teaching them in these moments, of course, it's hard for them also when you're going through it. But as you said, you're teaching them that it's okay to not be okay. You're teaching them to have empathy for others. You're teaching them that our emotions are a normal part of life. You've obviously taught Billy so much that in that moment she <laughs> is taking you through a breathing exercise. Like that, of course, that's not what we ever want our child to have to help us with, but that is absolutely incredible. It was pretty amazing. I ended up being physically sick. Like I just it just got so much that I threw up and with all the spiralling that was going on in my head while I was looking into the toilet bowl, I remembered a cold shower could actually help reset my nervous system. So I just literally flicked it on and put it on cold and I just stood there shivering and counting to 30 
and it honestly was the fastest 30 seconds of my life because I think I literally went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and <laughs> got out of the shower. But No Mississippis. No Mississippis that time. But there is something about that. And I've had panic attacks over and over again, like throughout my life. And there's, you know, a warm shower doesn't help. Speaking about it doesn't help. Sometimes you just have to go through that motion, but you still feel quite horrified. But there is something about a cold, iced shower that really kicks your brain into gear. Like it doesn't make me feel completely normal, but it's it snaps you the fuck out of what you're in. It just gives you a really good wake up call to just stop thinking, and it did. Yeah, because your brain's like, "Get me the fuck oh my out God. of this shower!" Oh, that poor thing. <laughs> Someone hand me a new brain. Honestly, I, if anyone's got new brains, can you please your send them to me? Your brain is like, "I'm sorry. Get me the fuck out of this shower." <laughs> can you take brain. us back to like how this started? Like, what happens for you? Do you feel? <sighs> Like it's the same each time? Or? Something happens. We're working through it. I've got a really good psychiatrist, a psychologist, a GP, and the psychologist I see once a month at the moment to work on my mental state. The psychiatrist is there to understand what the medication is doing and if we're on the right track. Clearly we are way off track. But to be fair, I didn't actually listen to him, but I'm – clearly going to have to listen to him this time. The GP is there because he knows my entire history and he connects us all together. So with that, I find I have a big support team. And I know that people always say, you can always rely on your family and friends, you know, like share with them. And I've just got to tell you, like, I don't want to burden my family and friends and I don't care what any of them say. And like my mum and dad don't even know I've gone through this at the moment, but I don't want to burden people. Not that you guys think that I'm burdening you. It's just you all have a life. You all have things going on in your life. You don't need my shit on top of your shit and I can pay someone, I can happily pay someone without feeling guilty to listen to my shit. And sometimes I actually feel bad to the specialist because I'm like, fuck you, you've got to listen to so many people. And then I think, well, hang on, (laughs) you've actually studied this for a reason so you can just cop whatever I'm saying. But when it comes to family and friends, the best thing for me is to just be around them. I'm not someone that likes to like hibernate and be on my own. I always am happy to share and speak and be around people. I may not be the happiest version of myself, but I absolutely love being around people, but I just don't need to dump my load on them in the non-sexual way. That just came out really wrong. But, like, I just feel like that's how I feel and I don't know if other people are different and maybe that's why depression is such a hard thing because people are silent about it because they're humiliated, they're embarrassed, they don't want to burden people. That's a big part of what that is. I'm not sure. But I do know enough that when I am feeling down that I have a sense of, like, believe it or not, clarity to understand that I need to call in my my help and my help are those three people. But I don't think you have to pick one or the other. Mm, I just, I, I don't, like right now 
I don't know if I've had a nervous breakdown. I don't know if I'm really depressed. I don't know if I, I don't really know what's happening right now in this time. But like, does it actually matter if I did know? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What is it actually going to do right to totally. me now if I found out? Oh, that's what it is. Like, it's going to change the way I feel right now. No, it's probably not going to happen for a few weeks. There's something that happens apparently, and it's called a seasonal depression. And my depression enhances or exacerbates itself when a new season hits. And for some reason for me, my birthday's in October. I thought it was my birthday because I get really bummed out about that. And I know a lot of other people get bummed out about their birthdays, but apparently there is genuinely something that happens with each season transition, no matter how freaking bright and sunny summer is and, yeah. you know, happy, happy and florally spring is, this is my hardest time of the year is September. Which is interesting because I feel like when people hear about seasonal depression, they're like, oh, yeah, in winter yeah. everyone gets depressed. But actually it's it's very different to that. And yours is actually spring. It's spring where you really should start, especially getting a bit more vitamin D, you feel, you know, and that also doesn't make sense. But I think since I had a baby, my third baby, and I had severe postnatal depression, well, it's not severe because postnatal depression is severe. So just postnatal depression, my depression's gotten worse. It's gotten more frequent, more debilitating and harder to read. So we are going to try a different medication, which I don't want to talk about yet because I don't know what's going to be the process and the outcome. But And how do you feel about that? Look, I'm I'm I have no other I remember saying to my doctor the last time this happened and I was really down and out and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I'm here again. And I don't feel like that this time. I don't know if it's because it's been so soon that I'm like, oh, fuck, what a surprise. I'm more like just really disappointed and bummed out that I have to give it another go with a different medication. But at the same time, they gave me a backup plan. Like they kind of said to me, it's okay because if it happens again, at least we know what we're dealing with, which for me is like, well, okay, I've, I've got another solution. So I'm a little bit worried maybe next time when it happens again or if it happens again. In- There's always another option, though, Shade. <laughs> There's always another option. I'm just so tired of doing this. Like my own normal self is so far from where I am right now. I don't know. I, I it fucking sucks. I was really literally about sucks. to say it fucking sucks. If anyone's got any tips, feel <laughs> <laughs> <Still> free <laughs> chuck me a DM. No, I haven't even been no, checked. Don't. I haven't even been on social media. Do not media. open the DMs. That is a terrible, terrible idea. I'm joking. Is the aim, though, if you change medications, like is it actually a realistic aim that a medication is working if you never have depressive episodes because I do feel like your baseline became so, like I don't want to say good because I don't want to say that like 
you know, I don't want to put a moral thing on your mood, but, you know, are we aiming for a better baseline or are we aiming for no depressive episodes? No, we're aiming for no depressive episodes. We're aiming for a balance where, and this is the hardest thing, I guess, because I don't know what that's going to look like. Like you're worried that'll make your baseline. Oh, I don't want to lose myself. Like I don't want to lose my normal self, but like, fuck, what's worse, right? Going and having a level-headed future and feeling content and not ecstatic but feeling quite content all the time, obviously with normal hiccups in life, which we all have, or feeling really fucking good and then feeling really fucking bad. I feel like if we can work out a solution where I'm feeling good most of the time, I don't need to have any diagnosis of anything. I don't need to be labelled anything. I don't need to know what's going on. I genuinely feel that I do need medication to help me. I do believe that whatever's happening right now isn't working, but the one that I was on for years and years and years run its course. So I have heard by so many people out there that like there's hundreds of them. There's hundreds of different medications and it is trial and error and it's a really exhausting process, especially if it's happening frequently for you. It's hard because it's not like other medication where you go, oh, I try it for a day, my symptoms are better, that really worked, I'm going to stay on this now or whatever. Because you have to wean yourself off something to try something else. So it's really exhausting mentally and when you're already mentally not feeling good, that just exists, like it just makes you feel even worse, even though you know what you're doing. You can't really go, like I couldn't change, I don't know, maybe I have to change my medication now, but I've been told it is better to change your medication when you're feeling well. Yeah. So you can understand that's what's happening. I just, I just don't know. I wish I could, uh, I don't wish I could really, I think I can explain as much as I can, but, or as well as I can, but if people who didn't suffer from anxiety or didn't suffer from depression could have a bit of insight to understand the pain, well, I don't really know what benefit that would do except they'd be more empathetic in a situation if they have a loved one going through it. Well, that's. I feel like that's the first trimester of this pregnancy was the first time that I feel like I have properly grasped just how all-consuming depression is. And I'm never going to say that I felt suicidal and, you know, I don't want to downplay that, but it's the first time that I've understood how you can get so exhausted to the point that you are just so, and look, I'm sure everyone's situation is different, but it was the first time that I've gone, I'm so tired of myself, my own brain, my own company, everything about me, that if you gave me a tablet that put, you know, I had the benefit of knowing that mine was temporary. If someone could have given me a tablet that said, you're going to wake up in 10 weeks and you'll be back to yourself again, I would have 
taken it in an instance and I would have said, I don't care what I miss, I don't care who misses me, but <laughs> I will take that. And so true. Like as much as you don't wish those feelings on anyone else, I do feel like the understanding and we shouldn't have to go through something to understand someone, but I think no. that mental illness is probably the hardest thing to understand because it isn't a physical ailment or disability that you can see, but it's the first time that I've thought, holy fucking shit, this is the most exhausting, tiring And I get what you mean when you say you don't want to be a burden on other people because it got to the point that when people would ask me how I was because I'm not someone who can, like I just got to the point where I was like, can just no one ask me because Mm. I can't lie and say things are really good but I'm also so fucking over talking about myself and having literally, I couldn't even like pretend there was some positive thing to say and I was just, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of it all. I'm tired of talking and 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 the only benefit I would say at the time is at least I know this is going to be fucking over soon and at least I know I feel this way because I'm pregnant and so I can't even begin to imagine how it feels for you when you don't know when that's going to come on again and you know that it probably will happen again. Mm. And I feel like when you've got the anxiety on top of the depression the anxiety, it keeps you in depression because you constantly are overanalyzing why it's happening. And when you continuously have negative thoughts and continuously overanalyze negative things, what happens? More negative things come. It's like kindling, yeah. Yeah, it's like a cycle. So, you know, you would look at something that would be so normal. Like when I had postnatal depression, I would look at like the ropes outside the petrol station and I would panic and go, oh my God, people could use those as a noose. Like that's the way my mind ended up switching. Like, and I, I'm more scared of the fact of, oh my God, what if someone died or what if I died? I'm not the person that's like, look, there has been times where I've been so exhausted where I'm like, this is fucking, I can't, like, I really can't do this. Yeah. I've never gotten to a point where I've wanted to. Yeah. But there are people, and I can understand sadly that people can get to a point, and especially even if they've had postnatal, perinatal, or one round of depression like you had, if you had that and you didn't have, any idea what it was? Yeah. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like if you didn't know that that was going to end soon and you didn't know that, you know, like if you just thought this was my new life and a lot of people who mm. are pregnant right now are sitting there going, I'm pregnant and I'm depressed and it's because I'm having a baby and my life's over. Well, no, because usually when you're pregnant or you've got hormones, luckily most of the time you can give birth and all of those feelings are released and you actually can feel quite the opposite. When you have normal life and anxiety and depression, you're exactly right. You have no idea when it's going to hit, what's going to trigger it, why it's going to happen, or if I do get told I have seasonal depression, am I just looking at my watch and mm. just going, sweet, it's nearly spring, like yeah. I'm going to be down in a few weeks? Is that why? I don't know. I have no idea. But is idea. that beneficial or is that detrimental? 
Like, do you think the fact that yours is seasonal, mainly, like we're not saying that every other day of the year outside of September, October, (laughs) you're just like skipping through the fields in the meadow. (laughs) But like, do you think that there's anything, like, can you mentally prepare for that? I don't think so. No. And well, my husband thinks I can. He really thinks that I put too much pressure on myself in so many ways on a day-to-day basis. And he even said to me, Jade, if you have to make less money, like I'm proud of you for working hard, but if you have to do less things in life so your mental state is better, we will do that. This is all you putting pressure on yourself time and time again. And it's not... I don't believe it's that. It's it's so many elements to the way I think. I, I honestly think it's just the way I I think. And I run really, really fast in my mind. I'm really, really productive. I don't think I ever really sit down on the couch and relax. I don't stop. I am always going. And the thing that's hard is that when you're well, you get satisfaction out of productivity. Mm-hmm. So I think that even if you decrease the amount you worked or... oh. You that know, whatever things you did in a day, I don't think that would make you, I think when you're well, that wouldn't make you feel any better because the crux of it is you enjoy the work you do and you enjoy the life you live. And it's not, that's not what ends up putting me in a shit pit because I am quite happy like that, like in a consistent time. It's just something that happens and it literally is like walking, 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 and then there's a pothole. And you, it just starts going down, 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 and you just can't get back out. Like you can see it. I can, I can see the light. And weirdly enough, it's pretty far away at the moment. Like I can see it. I can see it. It's just, it's far, it's far off. And the best part of this, I can't even believe I'm even saying the best <laughs> part of depression, but it is actually that I, I do stop and I do sit and I do read and I feel the wind in my face and I actually take in life a lot more. I always say this on the, when I get through the other side, I'm like, yep, I've got to incorporate more yoga into my life. I've got to incorporate drinking more water. I've got to do this. I've got like, and then it's like, oh, here we go. You're just starting to build those expectations and those bars up again. Like, I've just more things to fit in, yeah. Yeah, way too many things to fit in. And I love my life. That's the thing. Even when I'm at my lowest, I I can see my life. It's like a glass wall. I'm not Don't you think that's almost harder though? That's one of the things I found the hardest is watching my life that I knew mm. that when I felt well, I really loved, but having no ability to participate in it. Yeah. It's like you're not allowed. It's like you're almost in prison, mm. and you're you're allowed to be there. You can be you can, you can be watch. there watching, but you're you're not allowed to have the emotions that everyone's having. You're not allowed to see what everyone else is seeing and how they're seeing it. Yeah, you just have to observe. And I think that because I've gone through this so many times, my I don't know, or maybe this medication is really taming my anxiety, and I can talk about it. But like, <laughs> I feel like this time you know, I can have this sense of understanding what is actually happening and that it's okay that it's happening. Whereas I really used to be like, this is happening. Let's get out of it. How do I get out of it? I need to do this. I need to Google. I need to research. I need to understand. I need to ask questions. Whereas this time I'm like, 
I'm a fucking mess and I just have to sit in this until it, it comes good again, which could be a week or two, who knows, or if I have to change medication, it could be longer. But, yeah, I just hope that anyone, anyone that is feeling lonely or feeling exhausted or feeling like they don't know what's going on inside their head can know that from someone that looks like they have it all together, they most definitely do not. And I think that I am pretty clear about that on social media. I was going to say, who thinks you've got it all together? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Exactly you really do funny. sometimes, babe, you do. No, but <laughs> if we listen to our episodes, we're not supposed to always have it together. That's not normal. Oh, fuck. I, um, I don't know what I was going to say. I'm looking at a lemon tree right now going, yep. well we all love you and I know that knowing you're not alone doesn't make you feel any less alone because it's only you in that brain I know and we don't we don't want you to have a different brain your brain does brilliant things (laughs) unfortunately it also does this it does but yeah look to end this little conversation if anyone is actually feeling low I can't recommend the simple thing like having a cold shower, like just to switch your your mental state out. I could talk about heaps of things that don't really work, but, you know, they may work for other people, but I can't share that because I didn't think it worked for me. The other thing is I've never reached out to Beyond Blue, but heaps of people do if they don't have a support team or they don't even know where to start with doctors and psychiatrists and psychologists. It's a really hard place to, you know, find someone that you connect with and it's a long waiting game sometimes. But I will tell you and I'll tell you again, if you feel that unwell, walk into a hospital and you'll be one of their favourite patients because they have psychiatrists, they have psychologists there and they are ready to help you and that will be your way of getting fast-tracked if you're really severely struggling. So just remember that. What are you going to go do now? I was about to clean my house but that's no definitely not going to happen. Oh, you should Jose. see it. I know but you should see it. Who but the it's only fuck be- cares, Jade? No. <laughs> I know, I'm not. I'm going to go I'm going to go read a book in the sun. I'm, you, I a, expect a picture. And it's a book about love. And not a staged picture. Like actually <laughs> go and don't you dare touch that house. Harry, no, Harry's promised me, he said, can you, when you come out, I'm taking you to the beach so you can read a book and have a swim. So he's going to do that. Bless his heart. So I'm going to go do that. Can you just book in an extra cleaner for today to just come clean your house? Can Harry book it in? No, I'll just close my eyes. Okay. It's all right. Anyway, love you all. Love you. you We love you. Thank you for your support. Until next time. Bye-bye. Hopefully I'm better next week. Bye. We'll see. We'll see. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on you. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthebump.podcast to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.